At times in our life, all of us will choose to be strategic in terms of how we relate to the rest of the world, to other people. The primary reason for this is that we live in a time-space reality that is governed by the law of cause and effect. This means that everything has a consequence. For this reason, we have to learn how to choose those consequences consciously. To understand more about this in depth, I urge you to watch my video titled Why You Should Consciously Choose Consequences. But just like being honest and authentic comes with consequences, being strategic also comes with consequences. And it's only when we genuinely realize this and can look at the positive and negative consequences of being honest or the positive and negative consequences of being strategic that we can consciously make the right choice for ourselves about whether to be honest or whether to be strategic. For the sake of this conversation, you can imagine that in any situation or in life in general, you have two options. One, we can be honest and authentic. If we are honest, we are thinking, speaking, and acting in accordance with the truth and with what is real for us. We are being genuine, sincere, and we are in a state of integrity. When we do this, we are engaging with life from the inside out. We're being straightforward in that we are bringing our truth out into the world. Two, we can be strategic. If we are being strategic, we are thinking, speaking, and acting in accordance with a plan or method that guarantees us to be able to avoid something we don't want or gain something we want. When we do this, we are engaging with the world from the outside in. We first assess the outside world so as to come up with a plan for what it would take to avoid what we want to avoid or get what we want to get, and then we adjust ourselves as necessary. It is very difficult to preserve yourself and to be honest in a society where the process of socialization teaches a child that certain things are acceptable and certain things are not acceptable, and therefore there are going to be major consequences for things that are unacceptable and major rewards for things that are acceptable. That way of socializing creates a dynamic whereby it's more common that a child learns to give up themselves. They learn that honesty or staying true to themselves is not the best policy in life. They learn that the only real way they're going to be able to avoid things that they don't want and get things that they do want is if they adopt the more successful a game of strategy instead. As a result of all of this, in adulthood, so many of us are living from strategy instead of from authenticity. So many of us are being strategic instead of honest, both with ourselves and with others. But so many of us began to relate to other people and to life itself in a strategic way so early that we do this subconsciously. So many people are living in the state of constant strategy, they don't even realize it. It's only obvious to the people around them. The reason that we can continue to do this on a subconscious level and get away with it is that we decided a long time ago that what we value most is to be able to control our life experience. Therefore, if we're being strategic, we notice that we can avoid things we don't want to experience and we can experience things we do want to experience. We have control over that equation. Therefore, when we're acting in a strategic way, we perceive ourselves to be acting in accordance with our core value. Therefore, when we are being strategic, because being strategic is acting in accordance with that core value, we perceive ourselves to be being true to ourselves, even when we are being dishonest and inauthentic. So that you can further understand what I mean, I'm going to give you two examples. 
Debbie grew up in a home with a very domineering mother. And when her mother divorced her father, her father left to a different city. Not only that, he had a job where he was not around pretty much ever. So she was stuck in that home with that very domineering person. And whenever she expressed an opinion that her mother didn't like, or whenever she had a personal truth or a like or a dislike that didn't agree with her mother, the punishment was isolation. On top of this, whenever her mother or father made any decision, she was not considered in that decision. It's almost like you don't consult your pet when you want to go to the movies. You just leave them at home. Therefore, she felt very out of control. Feeling unaccepted by her mother and unloved by her father, she developed so much shame that Debbie decided the most important thing was to prove to herself that she was a good person and to be able to control her life. In order to feel like a good person and to be able to have enough control over her life that she could guarantee she could avoid pain and gain pleasure, Debbie became a very strategic person. Debbie blocked out any awareness of anything about herself that could possibly make her feel like a bad person. And if she was ever in a situation where somebody reflected to her something that might make her feel like a bad person, she would immediately reject that reflection and instead flip the whole dynamic through deflection and make it about them being bad and wrong instead. Debbie decided to do humanitarian work with her time and energy, specifically because doing so made her feel like she was such a good person and made other people see her as a good person. Problem is, she hated the work itself, and so if she didn't get enough credit or enough praise or enough approval or enough gratitude, she would get frustrated, she would quit with that humanitarian organization and just jump to go join another one where she hoped to gain those things. Debbie was also completely fully locked into the so that pattern. If you want to know more about this pattern, you can watch my video titled, If You Want to Be Happy, Don't Do This. Debbie also became a very two-faced person. She was definitely deceitful and not straightforward. She would say pleasant things about a person when she was in front of them and unpleasant things about them when she wasn't. Even when other people accurately pinpointed her truth based off of her actions or on things they'd heard that she'd said behind their backs, she'd refuse to admit to it or to reveal that truth. She would deliberately manipulate people to believe she was completely in alignment with them when the reality is she was not. She would be openly considerate of other people and meet their needs. But because she wanted to obligate them to consider her and to meet her needs. She would enter into relationships with men who didn't know themselves well. And then she would help them to realize that their truth is actually the same as her truth and that what they want is actually the same as what she wants. Debbie had lost touch with her personal truth and refused to face it. She would refuse to share what personal truth she did know if there were any negative consequences for doing so. So the reality is no one was ever really in a relationship with Debbie. They were in a relationship with a carefully crafted facade designed to be able to control her environment, avoid pain, and get what she wanted and needed. Ultimately, she caused herself and everyone that she came into contact with indescribable levels of pain. Two, Eric was raised by a transient stream of nannies. His mother died when he was very young, and his father honestly had no space in his life for a child, except for if that child was doing something in the moment that somehow puffed his ego. Eric realized very early on that he would never truly be loved and that his needs would never truly be met unless he found perfect alignment with his father. He needed his approval. 
Because of this need to please his father, he gave up on being true to himself in favor of employing whatever strategy guaranteed him this. He dressed in a way that would please his father. He was praising and affectionate with him. He took up his father's favorite sport. He joined in on political rallies that belonged to his father's favorite political party. He told himself that he and his father were best friends. He married the girl he knew his father would love. And then, because this strategic way of being is what he learned to do in relationships rather than being authentic and honest, he just repeated the same damn pattern with her. He wore exactly what she wanted him to wear. He adopted all of her social friends and didn't bring any of his own with him. Uh, he convinced her that all of her interests was his interests as well, that everything she wanted was something that he wanted as well. He wrote down all his dark feelings in a journal, which he never shared with anyone. When she started putting pressure on him to get married, he went ahead and proposed. And when she decided it was time to have children, he said, you know what, I think that would be a really great idea. Ultimately, Eric did get what he wanted. He definitely had pleased his father. He definitely had pleased his wife. But it came at the cost of his entire identity. The cost was never finding out what his personal truth was beyond I want this person to love me. When Eric was 40 years old, he had a midlife crisis. Because he'd been living in this strategic way his whole life, he couldn't keep it up. Nobody can. There's an expiration date on being able to be happy and do that. As a result of this, he completely flipped on the people in his life. Overnight, he started acting like the victim. Like everyone else around him had controlled him into doing and being something he didn't want to do and be. Like he was living their life instead of his. He started acting as if they were controlling him for their best interests. He cheated on his wife. Because his actual truth is, he didn't want a monogamous relationship. He wanted an open one. He stopped engaging with his kids because he didn't really want kids in the first place. He just thought that if he said that he didn't want a monogamous relationship and didn't want children, his wife would end the relationship. Of course, when he finally did tell his wife this, she had a nervous breakdown and moved back in with her mother. Then, Eric decided, wait, what's true for me is, I don't want to actually have my life be about my father's political party. So he joined the entire opposite political party. And he stopped showing up at his dad's house for holidays. He cut off the relationship entirely and became estranged from him. And this took a serious toll on his father's health. During this process, he was expressing problems he had with his father and problems he had with his wife years after those problems occurred. Well after anything could be done about them. Long story short, because of this strategic pattern, Eric blew up every relationship in his life, causing himself and everyone around him immeasurable levels of pain. There are consequences for being authentic. There are consequences for honesty. But I don't have to tell you about those consequences in this episode, do I? Because you've been living it long enough to see them. What's important to understand in this episode is that there are consequences, severe consequences, for living in strategy as well. To understand more about this in depth, I ask you to watch my video titled, Are You Only Honest When You Feel Like There Are No Consequences? I can't say to you today that strategy is always a bad idea and that authenticity and honesty is always better. What I can say is that we are so unconscious about this dynamic between honesty and authenticity and strategy that so often the two are diametrically opposed. 
What I can say is that it is not possible to be stuck in this condition of being constantly strategic and to be happy or to have real relationships at the same time. And so, if you want a life that is, quite honestly, worth living, you have got to see, feel, hear, and understand what your personal truth is. From there, you've got to look at what the positive and negative consequences of being honest and authentic are, and the positive and negative consequences of what being strategic are. And from there, you need to powerfully make a conscious choice about what to do with your truth. Have a good week.